DJ Yoho, and this is Thundercast. Today, I'll be talking to Miss Jamie Bellman, Isaac Abram, and Corey Kramer about the JAG program and Eastern Green Dance Marathon. All right, how are you guys today? Doing good. All Great. right. Pretty good. So, the first question, it's kind of more directed to you. I want to talk a little bit about the JAG program. Could you just sort of explain to us the JAG program? So, JAG is Jobs for America's Graduates. I work, work with the juniors and the seniors on job-ready skills, whether that's going right into the workforce, learning how to be accountable for your actions, and then what trainings are necessary for those jobs, whether it's college, um, just a training, a certification, Whatever it might be, I'm going to help facilitate that so that you can get into the job that you want to get into later on in life. So how did you first get started with the JAG program? Well, uh, about five years ago, they were needing a uh, long-term sub. The specialist had taken some medical leave, and I worked over in the elementary school for a little while, so they thought that it might be a good fit for me, so they pulled me over and ended up staying. So how do you hope JAG program can help students with their future? My main goal, or one of my number one goals, is to work to get each kid to graduate high school. What we do after you get that high school diploma, or the GED, or HSC, what it's called now, is what's going to set you up for whatever comes next. you got to have that so that you can work towards that next goal. Most training programs, or even if you want to join the military, require some kind of high school completion. So my goal is to get the high school completion so that you can do whatever you want to do after high school. Do you think that the JAG program is an important program to have here at Eastern Green? I believe that it is. I can take the time to do some of the smaller things where in econ, you might learn about what insurance is. But I'm going to show you how to deal with insurance companies, not just what it is. Um, So that when you do get out into the world, you know who to contact for loans, how to set up to get an apartment, how to find your own insurance, how to talk to people, what to expect, where some of the other teachers, you get the basics. They've got to move quickly because they have other things that they benchmark that they have to hit. So I can come in and reinforce some of what they're teaching. And it just sort of helps them prepare for the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. With the JAG program, you're leading that and you're also kind of spearheading the upcoming dance marathon. Can you tell me a little bit about the transition from teaching JAG and the dance marathon? Well, preparing for the, the Riley Dance Marathon, we through the JAG, we have a lot of competencies that we have to teach. I have to teach people how to use phones, how to do emails, how to organize things, how to lead, how to communicate. Well, within the Dance Marathon, by raising money, by talking to people, getting donations, just getting the word out there, being outside of their comfort zone, it fulfills a lot of what I have to teach in JAG. But at the end, we have something that we can show This is what we did. We made this happen. And even though not every student that is in JAG or that is helping with O'Reilly, they can all work together. It's not just a popularity contest. Everybody is expected to do the same amount of work. Everyone steps up at different times with their strengths. You know, if somebody is strong at calling people, I'm not going to put them to where they're just sitting at a desk doing emails. I want to use their strengths. So by having both JAG and non-JAG members, it helps build a wider community. So it's been an easy transition or easy way to incorporate doing the Riley Dance Marathon into the JAG program. So I kind of want to hear this from someone individually. What to you is the Dance Marathon? The Dance Marathon to me 
I've had a cousin who had to have open heart surgery early on in life back in, oh, I'll date myself. Probably it was 1981, I think, when she had her surgery. So we've just kind of always been part of Riley. Um, While we don't go very often, I do like doing things that are going to help people. So it's been an easy thing for me to become passionate about. For me, I've had several times that I've also gone up to Riley and they've helped me out with like my allergies. I had a bad concussion one time and every time they've always been really nice and welcoming and always make sure that everything goes fine. So the dance marathon to me is a way of me giving back to Riley so that they can continue to help kids like me. Uh, Personally, I've actually never been to Riley, but I've seen through helping with the dance marathon, I've seen that take and the way it helps people. And that just kind of changes your sight on things. And it's really just a gateway of helping the community and just seeing the the way it helps people. It's just a great way to help the community and just whatever thing it stands for. Isaac, I kind of want to direct this a little bit to you. You're the president this year, right? Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Being president, I have to oversee a lot a lot of um a lot of the things going on. I usually have to be the person that goes up to like teachers and higher up people in the school and ask them for permission for us to even have the dance marathon or certain things that we would want at the dance marathon. But honestly, with everyone else that's here, it makes it a lot easier because they also do a lot of work just by themselves. I don't have to tell them what to do. We'll have people who go out of their own way to fundraise and get donations from restaurants. Corey, this one's kind of for you. You're the treasurer? Yes. Okay, treasurer. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Um, so basically the treasurer just deals with the money and like what to spend and how to save money. And that's usually the big thing because obviously everything goes to Riley. And if we can cut down the expenses on making the dance, then we obviously have more money to donate. And then so as treasurer, I'm usually Isaac's right-hand man as the other executive. And then I just help him. I help everybody else with like spending and just having an insights of the money. Can you tell us a little bit about the different committees that are part of the dance marathon? Which So we have the entertainment committee, which helps with, I mean, entertainment, like making sure the dance marathon is going to be fun. We have the fundraising committee, which helps to fundraise and get donations from like restaurants or just regular people. We have the dance committee, which actually comes up with like the line dances and the dance that dances that we're going to do at uh, the dance marathon. We have spirit where they're keeping everybody's enthusiastic about coming. And then we have morale, which is more keeping everybody going because we start at the beginning of the school year. And when you're doing the same things over and over again, how do you keep everybody engaged and going and moving forward towards that goal? So being able to see when somebody's given up or doesn't want, feels discouraged or they're having problems with it, they're there to kind of help pick them up. It's really interesting. Each committee has their own part to play in putting together the NASA Marathon itself. Yeah, and then Corey and I kind of just oversee and make sure they all uh, connect together to create a great experience. Okay. So for all of you, what brought you on to the Dance Marathon? When it was started last year, the teacher that was over it left, and some students had asked if I would take over, and I had already been thinking about when I found out the teacher was leaving. Because there's so many competencies that, that I teach daily that this involves, it was easy for me to say I would do it. And then I had decided that through the JAG organization, we have to have a career association as well. So we have a president, vice president, everything. So they were there over most of our JAG stuff. So I knew that putting all of the Riley stuff on them was not going to, it was going to be a lot. So I decided that I would have a separate committee, kind of a subcommittee, which would then be a president, treasurer, basic people that could then keep the JAG 
people, officers involved. So it was easy to then incorporate those that weren't in JAG. We weren't segregated. I wanted to be a school program, not just, well, you can't do it, you're not in JAG type thing. So that's how I was able to take on and how I was able to pick it up. For me, I started with a dance marathon last year, which was the first year that we had it, and I was helping with like donations. I brought in some water and other food, I think. And whenever I got there, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. So this year, I figured, combined with the facts that I want to help Riley because it's a great organization, I decided to try and be a higher up and get more involved. Uh, so last year, obviously, like Isaac, was this year. And so I was part of FCCLA, which put it on. And I saw it there where BJ brought it to the attention. And I saw that. So I w- went to the dance, and I just saw hearing all the Riley families talk, understanding what they all go through and what the place is all about. It opened my eyes, per se, and I just wanted to get part of it, so I interviewed for my spot. Just wanted to help out. What was your favorite part of the dance marathon last year? I personally liked all the food that donated, because there was a lot, and there was just an array of everything. We had a lot of uh, great like games there, too. The obstacle course, uh, cornhole, kept everyone engaged and having fun with each other. It was also, like, you can meet, like, Generally, most people stay within their own friend groups, but there, there are a whole wide array of people. So it was a lot, you got to meet different kinds of people. I actually wasn't able to go last year just because we had some family issues that had come up. So I was actually out of town. Um, but I know that a lot of the kids had fun. Um, it is a good time. It is not just a dance. You're not going just to, it's not like prom. It's not like homecoming or whatever. This is more of a party where there's dance. We have, you know, the kids got to play games. We had, they had obstacle courses. We want them to go and celebrate life is essentially what we're doing and raise money along the way. Obviously the NAS Marathon is raising money for Riley Hospital. You talked a little bit about your connection to Riley. What does Riley Hospital mean to you? I think it means life. Maybe not everybody walks out of there, but the knowledge that comes from everybody that walks through through those doors is leading to the next person that maybe can walk out of there. To me, that's huge. Uh, I think it means hope because just having this as a symbol and how to get better, and it's just really hopeful a lot of people. I mean, hope's a strong thing, and it really runs and drives people. They pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Pretty great, guys. Do you hope the Dance Marathon will continue on? Definitely. It's Absolutely. A, it's, a great, it's a great thing to do. You're giving to Riley to, to help. So as long as it'll la- I hope it lasts for as long as the school is around. My goal has always been to set it up so that no matter where, who is here, everything's in place so it's easy for the next people to pick up so that it won't be an overwhelming task to start from scratch. So all of the little things that have been done have been taken, noted, so that next year will be better, that the year after that will be better. The next marathon, with all you guys coming together, all the hard work that you've put all year, what is your end goal for the dance marathon? Uh, my end goal is when everybody lined up, holds the numbers up on the big signs, I hope it's a lot more than last year. I hope it's a substantial amount. and I hope everybody just has fun and making money. Yeah, if we can make $10,000, which is our goal this year, that would that'd be amazing. My goal is just so that everybody feels welcome, that it isn't just one person who did this all, that they know that it's done by many, and it's everybody comes together and has fun for a good cause. The $10,000 is just the bonus, or whatever it ends up being is just the bonus. 
How can someone get involved with the dance marathon, or not just the dance marathon, raising money for a charity organization, say Riley or anything else? Well, we have a team raiser page that people can sign up for to donate and to get other people to donate to Riley. So that is one online way of doing it. It's super easy. All you have to do is email it to your your parents, relatives, anything, and people can donate. We have committees you can join, as we, we talked about earlier. All you have to do is walk up to Miss Bellman, say you want to be on a committee, and you can get on a committee real easy. Could you explain to me how the places were decided? How was the president decided, the treasurer decided, head of fundraiser decided, head of dance decided? How was all that come together? So part of what I teach within the Jobs for America's graduates is interview skills. So I thought, what better way than when I held the high school or, or the JAG students were deciding if they wanted to be officers, I always interview for them. I always bring in an outsider to give me some insight. And so I just kind of put them everybody through an interview. I talked with the lady that interviewed them and said, okay, here's a few questions I'd like to know. And then these are the positions that I'm hiring them for. Can you help me decipher through them? Because it's not, while I have hopes for certain people to get into them, this person or whoever I bring in is also going to have some insight through the interviews. So she may pick up on something where this person has a stronger skill set for this committee for what I'm looking for. So while it wasn't her total decision, she gave me the insight of what I needed to know. Then it's not just me putting kids and then some, well, she's your favorite or he's your favorite. This is truly unbiased. They answered the questions and then I put them where they best fit so that I can have strong leaders in where they are the strongest. I like how you put that all together. I've been to a few dance marathons and I know a little bit of the line dance. Could you guys sort of explain what the line dance is? So it's almost like a tradition at every dance marathon that there's going to be like a line dance to kind of bring everyone together to uh, just have some fun. And this year, Emily Drummond, the head of the dance committee, created a, a really nice, fun line dance that will get everyone excited and having a lot of fun. Could you tell us a little bit about what you did to collect money and fundraise for the dance marathon? We have had several different fundraisers throughout the school. We've had Penny Wars. We've competed against the high school, against the middle school, um, we've, what we've done, we had the carnival at the basketball game. We canned in front of Walmart, the lip sync. Right now we're currently doing a car show where people dressed up their cars or their wheelchairs. And, um, we're hoping that students will come out and vote and we'll raise money that way too. So we've just been putting it out there. We've done the razor pages. It's just word of mouth. With bringing everything together and collecting all this money for the dance marathon. Was it hard to do or was it super easy? Um, it, I think it's always hard for people to ask for money. And at first, coming up with fundraisers that are new ideas and that people won't get involved with because there's always been a lot. There's prom asking for money, band kids, orchestra. They all have the same purpose. It's just a fundraise. And then so our goal was to make new fundraisers that would engage most of the community and that they were new and kind of fun and would, wouldn't be... I don't even know how to explain it, a remake of other ones. So, like, we haven't sold shirts like they do in the catalogs. We just, like, the carnival, for example, was a big hit, and that was, we just threw that together in about a week. So as it went on, the fundraisers became pretty more smooth than what they were. So it was harder at the beginning, and then it got a lot easier. Yeah, I agree with Corey. At the start, it, it almost seems, like, insurmountable. 
how much stuff we had to do in such a little amount of time. Like Corey said, kept on coming up with new fundraisers. It got a lot smoother, and we got a lot better at coming up with unique ideas. What are some of the things that you can do at the dance marathon? When you walk into the dance marathon, obviously you see a whole bunch of people dancing, having fun, but are there other stuff that you can do there? We have an obstacle course, cornhole like last time. We'll have a hoop shoot. We will have a lot of free food, like Olive Garden, several different pizza places are all donating. Yeah, this year we also have, we ran some sumo suits so we can fight one another. So that'll be new and fun. That should attract a crowd. And there'll be a DJ there, too, to get everyone pumped up. His name is DJ King Lewis, not to be confused with Mr. Lewis. So do you guys have anything you would like to say to anyone who might be listening who would want to get into something like a dance marathon? Put yourself out there. Just step outside of your comfort zone. You never know what is around the corner. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they'll say like they, well, that's a really nice thing they're doing. I wish I could do something like that. But then, you know. They, they have an actual chance to, but most of the time they don't. So I guess going off what Mrs. Bellman says, you definitely need to put yourself out there. Like, this is for a great cause. So if anyone is thinking about trying to help, you might as well try, because the worst that's going to happen is it just doesn't take off, and you're just back to where you started. And it could be baby steps, too. Like, you don't have to go out there and just try to be president of it and really get involved. I mean, you can just start something like donating $5 to, to a Riley can and just working your way up. You can just kind of get a feel for it. Earlier, you said that the goal is $10,000? Yes. 10000 How much did you guys raise last year? We raised about 8000 last year. Do you feel that with everything that you've reached the goal or you've gotten more or less? Um, I think we will definitely reach or surpass the 8000 from last year because we had a lot more fundraisers. Last year, because it was our first year doing it, so it it was kind of a rocky. And, but this year, we had, we had time to plan it and to make more money and fundraisers. So we're on the path to make reach our goal of 10000 Are there very many differences between last year's dance marathon and this year's dance marathon? This one is a lot smoother and more premeditated because, like Corey said, last year we started a lot later in the year, and it was kind of more hectic, just random people doing random things to get all together. This year it's structured, organized. We know exactly what we're going to do and what dates are for certain fundraisers and not. So it's a lot smoother. I think so far we already have double the head count than we do last year, and we have more things to do during the dance. So it'll be similar. It'll have the same layout, but it should be more fun because more people are there and more things to do. You said that we have Riley families that come to the Dance Marathon to speak. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So throughout the, the dance, we will have families that are currently or have recently been to or considered a Riley family. They will come and they will share. They have about five minutes where they will share their story on what their diagnosis was, what they encountered while they were there. Did they get to ring the bell yet? Um, If they haven't, when might they get to ring the bell? And then just kind of why we do this. This is what this money is going to be used for, for helping them, supporting them, getting through whatever they, their challenges might be. Well, that sounds really great. When I go, that's usually my favorite part when we hear the stories. I go to IU, IUPY. A lot of the dance marathons, there's a lot of differences between them, but that other than the total reveal and the line dance, that's the one thing that they share in common. And I think that's really great that they do that because it reminds you 
while you're there for at the Dance Marathon and raising money for Riley Hospital. I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on today. I cannot wait for the Dance Marathon, and I'll be dancing for the kids FTK. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved.